Hello, and welcome to WFHB's Youth Radio Tales of Mystery and Intrigue. I'm Madison Rogers, your host for tonight. We took one week with three local youth groups to create audio plays whole cloth. Tonight, you'll hear three tales. If you're listening to this alone, you might want to turn on a light. This first dark tale is from the Ferguson Crestmont Boys and Girls Club. We start the story in Tinseltown, among friends and newlyweds. It was a dark and stormy night, and all of your favorite superheroes and supervillains were gathered in a Las Vegas ice cream bar to celebrate the wedding of the Joker and Harley Quinn. This is where our mystery begins. I would like to thank you all for coming to my wedding. Yeah, guys, that was really sweet of you. Come on, guys, let's eat some ice cream. They all got ice cream, and they were giving Joker and Harley Quinn toasts. Congratulations on the marriage, you two. I hope you two are able to stay alive and together. Some of us know how hard that is to do. It's great to see two people so crazy in love. It's rare to see that these days. I guess it helps that you two are both crazy to begin with. May your marriage always be stronger than my armor. Sorry, guys. I have to step out. I'm not feeling well. You continue with the toasts. I hope you guys are together forever and just as inseparable as me and Eddie. I already gave my toast, so I'm going to go to the bathroom and drop a deuce. A woman met a man at her sister's wedding. They talked for a while and really began to hit it off. She goes off to the restroom, and when she returns, the man is gone. The next day, she decides to kill her sister. Why? Why? So the man can attend her sister's funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the wonderful toast. Put it in, I just love them. I have to take this. It's Pepper. Iron Man steps out to take a phone call, but rushes back in moments with some shocking news. Guys, go quick. Wolverine is on the ground outside. He isn't breathing. Everyone rushes outside to see that Wolverine is on the ground, unconscious, just like Iron Man said. Harley Quinn checks his pulse. Oh my gosh, he's dead! Everyone stands around shocked for a minute. They don't understand that just a minute ago, they were celebrating their friend's marriage. Now one of them is dead. How is this possible? Joker starts to take a look around. He is determined to get to the bottom of this. Look over here. There's red armor and hair that doesn't appear to be Wolverine's near the crime scene. Iron Man wears red armor, and he found that body. You can't accuse me just based on that. You wear red armor, too. But you have hair. Iron Man and Deadpool does not. (laughs) You go in one hole and come out three. Once inside, you are ready to come outside. What am I? A shirt. 
Now is not the time for riddles. We need to focus on figuring out who killed Wolverine. There is always time for riddles. <sighs> Iron Man, do you have an alibi? I was taking a phone call during that time, and I can prove it to you. Iron Man pulled his phone out of his pocket and showed that the timestamp of his phone call was correct. See, I was on the phone with Pepper. I didn't have a chance to attack him. She would have heard it. The hair and the armor point to there being a struggle, but why would there be signs of a struggle when Wolverine was clearly poisoned? How do you know it was poison? My name is Venom. I know we're poisoning when I see it. Good point, Venom. It appears the killer is trying to frame Iron Man. The Joker decides to take a closer look at the scene. He flips Wolverine's body over and makes a shocking discovery. Guys, I found some of the Venom viruses on Wolverine's back. I knew it was suspicious when he knew Wolverine had been poisoned. How could he have known that if he hadn't done it? It wasn't me. I was with you guys the whole time. How could I have killed him? Maybe we should check the cameras and see if Venom was doing anything suspicious when we weren't paying attention. All the heroes and villains went inside to check the security footage. They saw that Venom was never in the position to poison Wolverine. There was always someone with him, and he was always in the view of the cameras. He would have never had the opportunity. They watched Iron Man's movements just to make sure he hadn't poisoned Wolverine since the phone call proved he hadn't attacked him, but not that he hadn't killed him. Iron Man, Venom, you guys are both clear. See, I told you guys I didn't do it. I didn't kill him. Great. I'm glad my name is clear, but we still have no idea who killed Wolverine. Dejectingly, they all walked out back to the crime scene. They were all back at square one. The Joker was more determined than ever to figure out who ruined his wedding by committing murder before he could. We should look at Wolverine's phone. There might be some clues on there. I just so happen to know his password. They look through the phone and find a suspicious voice recording. This is obviously an outside recording of an argument. Well, I heard Deadpool arguing with someone earlier. I was talking to one of the waiters because he got my order wrong. If your story is true, then tell us which waiter so we can question him. Uh, I don't remember which waiter it was. They're all dressed the same, so it's hard to tell them apart. If you're innocent, then let us search you, just to clear your name. After being confronted like this, Deadpool tries to run, and Venom catches him. Why did you do it? Why did you kill Wolverine? He made fun of my dead wife. How could he do that? I just got so angry, I snapped. I poisoned his ice cream. I was so careful. I even thought out ways to frame Iron Man. I even had you set up as a backup plan. And I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that meddling joker. When the police arrive, they arrest Deadpool and he gets sentenced to life in prison. But he escapes. The police search Deadpool's cell and find a written confession claiming that he was paid to kill Wolverine. But it didn't say who put the hit on Wolverine. They searched everywhere and found no trace of Deadpool. After two days of searching, the police were about to give up when they found an anonymous note saying Deadpool had been spotted in New York. What happens next?
You will just have to wait for the next installment. Until next time. This second mystery is brought to us by Lincoln Street Boys and Girls Club. A mysterious virus is found by a couple friends. Let's see if they can get down to the bottom of it. One beautiful summer morning when Maddie awoke, she started making breakfast. When she finished her breakfast, she took her dog Poodle out for a walk. But before she leaves, she decided to text her best friend Kate a good morning and ask how she was doing. After that, she had finally left. Yo, Maddie, what's up? Hey, bestie. How you doing? Good. <laughs> Guess what I found out? What did you find? There's like a virus killing the turtles and stuff. No way, really? We gotta fix this baddie boo. Oh my god, let's go. Let's go see what's up. Meet me. Quickly. Kate and I stayed up all night trying to find out what started it. And we finally found out who started the virus. It was Dr. Jimmy. So we posted online about our new discovery, and everyone helped us find info. Oh, my God. We got so many likes, reposts, and et cetera. That's so great. I can't believe that happened. I know, right? I'm so proud of us. Jimmy saw the post and he tried to shut them down. Jimmy posted responding to them. The post said, Maddie's post was fake. Jimmy's post got a lot of likes, but Maddie's got twice the amount. He tried to shut them down again and again, but he failed each time. Maddie would respond to each of his posts and would overpower Jimmy's. Maddie kept posting and eventually Dr. Jimmy called her. G'day, mate. I'm Dr. Jimmy, and we need to talk. Let's meet up at the cafe downtown at 6.30 p.m. Um, sure. Maddie calls Kate, and they go to the cafe together to have a meeting. They enter the cafe and tell Dr. Jimmy about their research. Stop what you're doing. Your virus is causing so much trouble. Why should I? It's just a weak new virus. It won't cause any trouble. You don't understand. Your virus is already killing turtles. And who knows what else it will get sick. Who knows how long it is before the virus is harmful to humans. I have no clue about the turtles. 
I've done the test and I simply just don't believe you. We know you're an amazing scientist and that's why we need your help. We can't fix this on our own. Fine, you got me. I'll help you find a way to fix this. Maddie, Kate, and Dr. Jimmy went back to the lab to try and fix this. After some trial and error, they finally found a cure to stop this madness. Maddie and Kate start getting ready for the ceremony. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, but I'm nervous. Me too, but I'm sure we'll do great. Maddie and Kate made it to the ceremony. Hi, welcome everyone to this wonderful ceremony we're having to celebrate these wonderful people. I'd really like to give a big thanks to give a thanks to the to you guys for saving the world. Free McDonald's for everyone. You're welcome. It's no big deal. They received their medals and took a bow. I'm so proud of you guys. Do you guys want to get food? The last tale we have for you is crafted by Kid City. They were so inspired by this radio play that by the end of the entire five-week camp, 
they chose to add a part two to their creation. Tonight, you will hear both parts. The story starts in a small town called Las Vegas. Five people are sitting around a small table in a casino. They were all catching up on life together since they hadn't seen each other in so long. And then something suspicious happens. So what's new, everyone? It's been super chill recently. Nothing interesting has happened in so long. I know, why There hasn't been any crime in Las Vegas in years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, not yet. What's that supposed to mean? Nothing, anyway. Two tall people with masks walk into the casino and walk straight toward the group. Um, can we help you? The strange people say nothing but drop five envelopes on the table with each person's name on them. Should we open them? Maybe you should go home and open them. I'm super tired anyways. I mean, I guess. I'll call the limo. Okay, let's get our stuff. The five pack up their things and head outside. The limo shows up in a few minutes, and they drive away in silence. Hey guys, I don't know if this is a great idea. This mansion is really out here and we don't know Sadie. Don't be a chicken, it'll be fun. Welcome. Sam, can we have a minute? Yeah, sure, later though. Come in, make yourselves at home. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. Thanks for inviting us into your home. Okay. Can we talk about that thing now? No, let's go have fun. It's a party. <gasps> Can I put my coat away? <gasps> ah! And the body fell from the floor. Excuse me, I'll clean that up for you. Follow me to the living room. Let's forget about this. Anamika, hold on. I wish to speak with you. I'm so glad you came. Hey, Rahi, can you call the police? Boop, boop, boop. Hey, Sam, about that thing. Fine, let's go outside to talk about this. Let me call a mechanic for your limo. Gage, I have a limo for you. Can you come to the mansion tonight? Rahi, Anamika isn't feeling well. Can you come out here for a second? Yeah, what's up? My strange man in the basement is hungry. I think you'd make a great dinner. She pushes him down the basement stairs. Hey, welcome. <laughs>
Red and blue lights flash through the window. Hello, everyone. Let's all meet in the living room. Officer, what seems to be the problem? The problem is that there is a dead body in this mansion. Now, who called me? Rahi did. Where's Rahi? Oh, are there more missing people? Interesting. Sam, I'll speak to you first. Do you know who murdered this dead body? No, this is kind of weird. We should probably figure it out together. I'm going to check you for weapons, just to be safe. He finds a Swiss army knife. Next! Did you murder the person who was found in the closet? Tell me what you know. I came here with a motorcycle and I didn't get the invitation. I was following Sam. Why were you following Sam? If you must know, I was blackmailing him. What? I have no choice but to arrest you. But I must continue the investigation first. The integration is interrupted by a chandelier falling between them, narrowly missing Fred. Mansion lady, you're up. You're the homeowner. Uh, homeowner, why did the people find a dead body in your closet? I don't know. I'm very stressed out right now. I'm going to check you for weapons. Wait, a mechanic just showed up. I need to greet him. Welcome, Gage. Thank you so much for coming out this late. Sadie discreetly slips a pistol into the car seat to hide it. So you're Gage. Are you aware of the party you're walking into? No. What's going on here? I'm just here to fix the limo. Let me get behind the wheel. Wait, what's this? A gun? Let me see that. Sadie, did you just hide this? Are you the one that made Rahi and, uh, and Nanamaka go p missing? Did you hide the body in the closet? No, I would never. I think you did. Sadie got an angry look on her face and charged the detective. Jack shot the gun. And all was silent as the butler emerged from the mansion with a mob. Part two. Bro, why'd you do that? I'm gonna sue you. I'm just a pizza delivery driver. Get over it. Kids can drive better than you. Have you seen a kid driving before? No, but I seen your grandma drive and I noticed there's no, there's no mailboxes left on her street. How dare you? Let me tell you something, punk. Sam stabbed him. Rain started pouring and the two fled the scene up to a cabin nearby, hoping the storm would wash away their mistakes. Ah, what was that from? Did we hit something? You spilled my coffee! I don't know. Let's check it out. You drove over a body! Crikey! Let's take some pictures, then take it back to the station before the rain washes the evidence away. Hey, can we go up to that cabin first? You owe me a new coffee. Dang, this much rain and a tornado siren? I've, I was having so much fun camping. 
Eli the historian ran up to the hill to the cabin, abandoning his tent, hoping the rain would put out his fire. He knocks on the door. What are you doing here? There's rain. Our car broke. We need to come in until the storm's over. Fine. How did your car break? This idiot was tailgating at us and ruined our car. Weird that the other driver's not here, but okay. Have a cookie. Hello, distinguished host. Do you have any coffee? Maybe some donuts? Okay, stay there. Let me get them. Excuse me, before we go, can I talk to those guests you have? Were you two just out in the rain? Where were you driving? Oh, another one. Someone here from my basement with this tornado siren. Yes, please, let me in. I've left all my belongings at the campsite and I need shelter. Oh my, is this a crossbow from the year 100 BCE from China? Where did you, where did you find this? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Eli, the historian, reached for the crossbow and pulled it off the wall. Whoa, you keep it loaded? Bold move, and this crank is so easy to turn. And this is how you aim? Ah, stop! Be careful! Don't shoot! <coughs> Liam, hold him! Sam wrenched the crossbow out of Eli's hands and pulled the trigger. Man, you shot me. Ow. Did did you do that on purpose? What's your name so I can write it down with these questions? Uh, um, my name is Sam, and it was an accident. I would never hurt anyone on purpose. I'm just some guy who was driving. Walking. We were walking. No motor vehicles involved. Yes, I'm just some guy who was walking by, by and got caught in the storm. And there's no reason for a cop to be asking my personal questions like what my name is. I don't like the tension in here, and someone needs to take this strange historian man to the hospital. That doesn't seem to be a priority, Jack. These guys are just trying to get warm and dry in here. We have a dead body and soon to be a dead body. Let's take them back to the city. Yes, please, let's go. I'm bleeding over here. Jack paused to think and started applying pressure on the crossbow bolt wound to buy time. The rain started easing up and he saw a blue sky through the window. Okay, let's head back, fellas. Can we escort you back to your car? Uh, what car? But, okay. But I just finished making the coffee. More for me, I suppose. The two officers left carrying Eli the historian, watching Sam and Liam closely. As Duncan was putting Eli into their car, Jack watched Sam and Liam get into a car, and they thought the officers were distracted. Jack wrote down their license plate number to examine the car later.
Thanks for tuning in to this ghoulish cast. It has been a WFHB youth radio production, along with the help of Boys and Girls Club and Kid City. Hope you can still sleep tonight. Sweet dreams and good night.